Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's ein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hello and welcome to Gegenpressing, the Bundesliga podcast. This is the preview show. I'm Manu Fied. He's Stefan Bianchowski and uh, Stefan, two weeks, it's been two weeks since we've done this. How's it going? Um, Bundesliga football will be back on Friday. How excited are you? Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, I've missed it dearly. Um, <laughs> and I mean, international uh, football is always fun. Got to see Scotland qualify for the European Championship. So, you know, it wasn't a bad <laughs> break by any means, but... Yeah, nothing's quite like having a domestic football back. And I think this weekend should be a fun one. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. Um, it should be a ton of fun. And um, I think we have, you know, before we get into into it, a um, couple homework things that we need to get out of the way, right? I'm going to go to the ad in a moment. But uh, you just set up a WhatsApp ja channel for gig pressing. So... That's new. Yeah, um, we we have in, during the international break we've been busy trying to uh, expand our uh, channels on different social media. Mm. So um, we're both now on Threads, um, yeah. on Blue Sky as well. Uh, as always, people can follow us on Substack. Even if you don't subscribe um, or pay pay for a subscription, you can still follow us there because they have a kind of a Twitter function called Notes. And yeah. today we've also set up a WhatsApp channel, uh, which is where you can kind of follow along with everything we post, podcasts, newsletters, uh, and things like that. So if you're looking for a link to that, I'll stick it in the show notes so you can jump <laughs> in there. Hopefully that link will take you to your WhatsApp app. Uh, but as I said, we're also on Threads, we're on Blue Sky, and, and Instagram as well, I suppose. We're also on Instagram as well. Yeah, just wait and see to see uh, who emerges victorious from the battle of social media as uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. I know you love when I say that. <laughs> do, do you know <laughs> so, who I hope wins? Uh, who do you hope is going to win? I hope uh, I hope none of them win, actually. I hope the internet just kind of falls apart and we can go back to just picking up a nice Sunday newspaper or something every week. <laughs> and then well, I... we can... And we could on, we could just on, turn the gig impression into like a, a a quarterly magazine slash radio okay. show, and then uh, that'll suit me just fine. Okay. Uh, well, on that note, it's not quite the utopian <laughs> dystopian future that you're hoping for, but apparently people are going back to going directly to homepages rather than looking for them on social media. That's yeah, been the latest I've, study. I've also seen that apparently book sales have started have been uh, rising steadily over the last couple of years as well because people miss the kind of physical books which i can totally yeah. agree with i've got a house full of books because i can't stand e-readers or yeah, so, as it, as so it's on the internet i have a kindle but i also bought two physical books on my trip to montreal and i'm reading them simultaneously with my kindle um because <laughs> i'm a madman 
but let's 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 skip all that and uh, let's let's go to the ad and then we can chat about all sorts of things, including football. So let's do that first. This episode of the Game Pressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info, with up-to-the-minute stats, news scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online. Real-time updates on statistic news and odds. We have everything you need to stay up to speed on each LCS all the way through the World Series. Uh, those are the semifinals. If you don't know what baseball World Series is. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use your promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. It's, it's, it's a good thing I got into baseball uh, this season, Stefan, because otherwise this would have all been code for me. And it probably was for you. <laughs> yep, more or less. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure that people betting on baseball have a pretty decent idea of what I just said there, um, but that's fine. Anyways, back to the soccer or football or whatever you like to like to call it. Um, Want to point out this show is brought to you in association with Get German Football News. Um, I guess with um, X dying, I don't know where they're posting their stuff these days, but uh, you can check out their homepage directly as well. And they're always so kind. Uh, spreading the news of this podcast and sharing it. So I want to give them a shout out right away. Um, And Stefan, before we go to the actual um, Bundesliga games, there's one other thing I wanted to point out. And I think this is is really, really interesting. And I wrote about it for Forbes. So uh, by the time this podcast comes out, that that article should also be out. It's the first, um, it's the first Fortuna for everyone initiative game um, mm. on Saturday um, against Kaiserslautern and that game is free for everyone mm. so they, um, it's a really interesting initiative they are hoping to you know rather than sell tickets making them available for free and then sponsors will pay for the actual home matches and of course they you know they're, they're trying to figure out ways to benefit bigger from the catering and from the merchandise and they actually believe that they're going to make more money than from that and rather than selling tickets. So it's an interesting idea. Um, if you want to get tickets for those games, you have to apply. And they're doing three free games this season with the hope to expanding it to a full 17 further down the road. Um, I just wanted to give that a shout out because it is, it is kind of fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great initiative. Um, kind of, you know, obviously falls in line with the ethos of German football. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I'd be interested to see if it works. Yeah. No, absolutely. I can share the spoke to Alexander Jobst, um, their chairman, um, yesterday. Um and I, I can share the articles. As I said, it's on Forbes, um in, in the channel on on the Substack channel or whatever if people want to read more about it. But uh, yeah, I think it's hugely fascinating. And I kinda want this project to succeed, um, because it in their minds, it will provide them a financial avenue to create get partners involved without them becoming investors um, and remain a 100% membership-run club, which is, of course, a very different pathway um, than most other clubs have chosen to do. So, yeah, keep an eye on that. Should be should be a fun game. And should be a fun game to tune into. 52,000 expected. Fair. For Fortuna Düsseldorf against Kaiserslautern, that's two giants of German football. 
Yeah, I think that's going to be a great game. Um, anyways, Bundesliga football. Dortmund against Bremen. Um, Stefan, neither one of us mm-hmm. picked that as their game of the week, but it probably would have been a pretty good bet for a game of the week. What do you think here? Yeah, I think it should be a good game to kind of get back into the kind of, you know, bounce of things. Um, two very kind of attacking teams, two teams who've, uh, you know, probably appreciated the international break coming. Uh, I mean, I know Dortmund had a lot of players off at on international duty and obviously a lot of German players in, in North America. Um, and, you know, I think Bremen probably appreciated it too, just through the manner in which their season hasn't exactly, you know, gone to plan. Um, you know, they've obviously picked up back-to-back defeats. Um, I mean, losing to Hoffenheim is probably not the worst result in the world right now because they're obviously doing very well, but I think that 4-2 defeat to Darmstadt is probably one that they had to spend a lot of time kind of going over the international break and trying to figure out what's going on because even though there are four clubs up below them in the rankings, um, they're still only two points off the relegation spots. And, you know, as a a result, um, I think they'll cause Dortmund problems, but I think this should be a pretty straightforward game for Dortmund, if such a thing exists. Um, But um, if it does, it will be this game, I think. So I've gone for a 3-1 win for Dortmund. Yeah, that's exactly what I had. <laughs> I have a 3-1 win for Dortmund as well. Um, and I, I echo almost everything they said. You know, the one thing that we haven't mentioned yet on our on the show is the fantasy team. Don't forget to set it up, by the way. I know after two weeks you get rusty, which shows what which we are. We forgot to mention it. But um, Vilko could be a really good bet here, Stefan, against his former club. You know, yeah, you just have... know that that that, that it is that is the kind of game where he will score like pop up and score score two or three goals. Yeah, I've uh, tactically removed Mitchell Weiser from my start eleven uh, in anticipation of this game, so that's probably shows uh... all the confidence I have in Werder Bremen right now. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I, again, um, don't forget you fantasy team. Um, I will have to do some work today on that actually after we get off the show. Um, Speaking of the fantasy team, the next game is Union against Stuttgart. I, I, I will not tell anyone again to take Gorassi off their squad. Um, leave him on there for your own peril or <laughs> remove him or whatever you want to do. Um, surely he's not going to score more goals here, is he? <laughs> the, I mean, sooner or later, this crazy run has to stop. Um, I don't think Stuttgart's run is going to stop, Stop though. Uh, I am still very worried about Union. I, I know Urs Fischer likes the international break, and um, but unlike previous years, there's actually quite a lot of players now in action for Union Berlin, right? So I'm not sure that's quite as much of a benefit for him than it was in the past. And I have Stuttgart here as the winner, um, even though it's in Berlin. 2-1 for Stuttgart. What do you think here? Yeah... This is an interesting game, um, and it's definitely mm-hmm. one to keep an eye on. Just because I think you know, obviously, just talked about Bremen and Dortmund needing an international break, but I think Union Berlin more than just about any team in the division right now desperately needed that break. Yeah. Um, you know, they've really struggled um, at the start of the season. Um, I've already seen some pundits kind of you know um, resorting back to the old XG myth. Oh, um, stop it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I. Like I said, I didn't buy that last time. I don't really buy it now. No. Um, I think 
from what I could tell from the line numbers, I think Union are creating chances. Their performances aren't exactly bad, um, but I mean, they've, they've de- it's, it's just like I think I said on the last show we talked about Union. I said if this was like Football Manager, I would have I would have rage quit and throw my laptop out the window by now because <laughs> whether it's in Europe or domestically, they've just conceded so many kind of crazy goals. Um, you know that Braga game, for example, comes to mind, but that was not the only one. Um, so you know, I think the performances have perhaps um overplayed the kind of crisis of the club right now. I think they just needed to get back to basics. Uh, you know, Urs Fisher has a huge turnover of players this summer. He's still trying to get to grips with that, uh, and I think something like an international break would have helped a lot. Um, so yeah, this game will be an interesting test for them. I think it'll probably be beyond them, to be honest with you, just because Stuttgart are really yeah. flying high right now. Um, and I've actually gone for a two 0 win for Stuttgart, but yeah, I'll be interested to see how Union look in this match. Yeah, no, no, this is this is going to I, this could actually be the one of the best games to tune in on Saturday. Um, so I, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, up next, Freiburg against Bochum. What do you think here? Yeah, so. I don't know, Freiburg are a team that have kind of been a wee bit kind of hot and cold. I think we had um, Matt on the show when uh, you were away on your holidays in Montreal and mm-hmm. took, one of the listeners asked a question about Freiburg and we discussed it at length and, you know, Matt made a really good point. They think they're probably kind of victims to injuries right now and subs- not suspensions, but just players missing uh, because they have had a very stop-start start to the season. Um, and, you know, so much so that I'm kind of struggling to really kind of, you know, I feel like I, I kind of wanted to say, right, at home against Bochum, this should be this is the game that Freiburg should win, but I feel like right now, the way they're playing right now, I think they'll struggle. So I've actually gone yeah. for a 1-1 draw here just because, you know, I don't really think Bochum are world beaters right now, but I just feel like Freiburg are also really struggling. Yeah, I've actually gone for a similar result, but I do think that Freiburg are going to just etch it um, 2-1. Um, but I do agree that I don't know. Like, in, unlike Union Berlin, I actually do think that maybe Streich will have had some time to work with this team. Um, a lot of mm-hmm. the key players weren't on international break, right? Um, and I think that maybe that will be just enough. And I also just Bochum when they don't play at home seem seem to really struggle at times. So I've just gone for a Freiburg win, but I do agree it's going to be a very tight affair. Um, all right. So up next, Stefan, that's your game of the week. El Blastico, Wolfsburg <laughs> against Leverkusen. Uh, um, I think you'll have to do some explaining here. Although I do get it. Uh, I mean, just watching Leverkusen is a treat these days. And I think this is going to be a hugely fascinating affair. But I let you take it away from here. This episode of the Game Pressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and BetOnline is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info, with up-to-the-minute stats, news scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL, and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline, real-time updates on statistic news and odds. We have everything you need to stay up to speed on each LCS all the way through the World Series. Uh, those are the semifinals, if you don't know what baseball World Series is. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use your promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, 
to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Yeah, I just think it's going to be a really interesting contest between two good teams. You know, in terms of, you know, if you look through the fixture list of the match day, I think this is probably the, technically the tightest fixture. Maybe Hoffenheim, Frankfurt, I don't know. But in terms of like the quality on the pitch, the, the, the talent up front for both sides, and kind of the form that both teams have got into. So, you know, Wolfsburg obviously lost their last game to Stuttgart before the international break, but they have won three out of three at home this season. Um, interestingly enough, they've never in their history won their first four games of the season. So this will be an interesting kind of see if they can, you know, make some history in this match. Uh, another interesting stat for you, which I find fascinating, is that Bayer Leverkusen uh, have only three times in their history travelled to Wolfsburg as the league leaders in the Bundesliga, and on every single occasion they've lost the game. So that whole kind of Leverkusen, you know, shooting themselves in the foot thing is really focused when it comes to this fixture. Um so yeah, I just think it's going to be a really fascinating game. You know, I don't think Wolfsburg really have the talent to properly go to toe with this Leverkusen side right now, but nevertheless, I think it's going to be a really interesting test for Xabi Alonso's side. Um, and I've gone for a 2-1 win for Leverkusen, because I think it'll be a tight match. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Leverkusen look with a lot of their players in international duty. Florian Wurtz played a lot of football for Germany uh, against the US and Mexico, for example. Uh, it's just one example. Um, so, yeah, I think it'd be a good test for Leverkusen, which I think will just about squeeze by and stay top of the league, but I think it'll be a fascinating match. 1999, 2001, and 2014, if you're wondering when those um, three times were, when Leverkusen were first. <laughs> um, they Those were really good teams too, by the way. All um, three of them. Um, so, yeah. Just like this one. Just this one. Yikes. <laughs> Let's see if history repeats itself. Although I, I, I'm with you. I actually think Leverkusen are going to win this game. Um, and I actually went for a bit more of a decisive result than you did. Um, I said 3-1. Um, although I am fascinated to see how players that went on international duties will will like, will play in this game. Um, both teams, of course, have lots of players on, on duty, right? So it's not like one has um, a leg up over the other. But um, I just the one thing that I always have I notice about Leverkusen is this, they, they they do concede a lot of goals from set pieces, and it seems right. to be like there's every game there's one. <laughs> so initially I went for like a two 0 or like a, a, even a three 0 here, and then I was like, no, there's going to be a Wolfsburg goal in this game. So um, that's maybe the only thing I want to add uh, to to your really good analysis here. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to be a fascinating game. It's going to be hard to pick between Union and Stuttgart and uh, Wolfsburg and Leverkusen for that particular time slot, I think, in terms of what you want to watch. Okay, so next, Hoffenheim against Frankfurt. And you're quite right, this is going to be a tight affair, but I just think that on form, Frank uh, Hoffenheim are going to be the team winning this game. Um, and we've talked about this. I think Frankfurt... Uh, Literally just getting by to January um, until they when they can buy um, a very good striker for the money that they got for Kolomuani. And there's been some really interesting names linked, right? Um, one name that comes up quite frequently is Santiago Jimenez, um, who I think would be an incredible um, addition. But until January, 
we'll have to Frankfurt will have to wait for someone who can put away the goals. And I think Hoffenheim have a few players that can do exactly that. And I think that's just going to be the, the thing that's going to edge it for them. Plus, I need to add uh, both Mario Götze and Kevin Trapp in doubt for Frankfurt. Hmm. Yeah, I've gone for a 2-0 win in this game for Hoffenheim. Uh, yeah. you know, I think... I feel like Frankfurt, there's, they've almost got to the point where it's actually quite admirable how they haven't imploded of sorts. You know, they're, they're basically just doing the bare minimum very well. One defeat in their first seven games. Um, you know, all things considered, as you said, they're just kind of yeah. crawling to January. And, you know, if they can stay 7th, 8th, ninth by that point, then, you know, I think they deserve a lot of credit, to be honest with you. Um, but... As you said, they're up against a good Hoffenheim side. They're probably missing some key players. Uh, this is actually Hoffenheim's best start to Bundesliga season ever, uh, if you can believe it or not. So, you know, big props. Well, even to better Pelle- than the Nagelsmann era. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, props to Pellegrino Matarazzo there. But yeah. also, kind of paradoxically, they've only won one of their first three home games of the season. So, weirdly enough, that form at home is what seems to be holding them back, if you could say such a thing about this team right now. Um, which is maybe an interesting kind of, you know, play on, you know, the fact that maybe they're much better at kind of counter-attacking uh, when teams kind of maybe throw more at them when they're on the road. So I think Hoffenheim will have to be careful here because, as I said, you know, um, Frankfurt have kind of done a good job of kind of locking things down, playing very defensively. They've got the best record, defensive record in the Bundesliga. Um, and they'll probably look to try and maybe catch Hoffenheim out but um, yeah, I think between Kramerich and Maximilian Bear, you know, they've got some mm. great players in that team and they'll be full of confidence and they should win this one 2 0, I think. Yeah, okay. Both in agreement here that you're likely to expect a Hoffenheim win. Uh, I think this next one is going to be quite easy to predict, Stefan. Darmstadt against Leipzig. Hmm. Yeah, well, you know, you say that, but... Yeah, I know. <laughs> the interesting thing about Leipzig this season is that, you know, they've put in good, big performances. You know, we obviously saw them in the Pokal against Bayern. Uh, they went toe-to-toe with Leverkusen in that first game of the season. Even though they lost that, it was a very, yeah. very tight game against, you know, what has proven to be, you know, the best team in Germany right now. Um, but they've also kind of looked quite you know, so-so against kind of, you know, quote-unquote lesser sides. You know, they only scraped by Gladbach 1-0. They were held to a draw against Bochum. Um, you know, the Pokal match against Wien, they drew 3-2. It's, it's, it's as if they maybe have a degree of complacency that, you know, they've got a lot of young, exciting players who, you know, are desperate to kind of be a thorn in the side to Bayern Munich or Leverkusen or whatever else when they get a chance. But it's these kind of games that I feel like they have to be really careful not to slip up on and drop silly points. Um, so I've actually gone for a 2-1 win for Leipzig. So I still think they'll get it done, but something tells me they might be a bit complacent in this game. So I've also gone for a Darmstadt goal, um, but I went for a 3-1 here. Um, and I pretty much echo everything that you say. The What's going to be really interesting for me to see here is how are the young players that have gone on international duties like Harvey Simmons played really well for the Netherlands right Jesko I think scored um, for um, Slovakia he's yeah oh wait 
Let me get that nationality correct. Was it Slovenia or Slovakia? Oh, man. Embarrassing myself live here on radio. Um, <laughs> Slovenia, of course. Um, <laughs> either way, um, good performance by him. So, you know, I, I, I'm kind of curious to see how these young players, how they will do, you know, going on international duty and then coming back. And I think that is... That's quite an interest, like quite a difficult thing to do, right? So, um, but I am, I still think that Leipzig have just too much quality to over over Darmstadt. Um, even though Darmstadt had have performed way better than anyone expected, so um, should be an interesting game. All right, yeah. so the Saturday top spiel uh, designated by the DFL. It's n don't think it's either one for top spiels, and I think this one is actually going to be, although. Stefan Mainz has made things difficult in the past for Bayern Munich. Need to point that out. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case this time. I think Bayern are going to win this game three now. Uh, yeah. I think, or more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've actually gone for a 3-1 win in this game for uh, Bayern. And uh, yeah. it's Looks I, like Neuer is going to be back, eh? Yeah, which would be interesting. I mean, maybe that's probably Mainz's only really hope of taking points from this game. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, it's 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 one of those fixtures where you're not entirely sure why it's been kind of. I mean, you understand to the extent why because obviously Bayern have a huge international uh, following, so their fans obviously want to watch their games. But you know, if you're trying to sell a league to um, you know neutrals or people who don't really follow German football or who think it's just a you know it's a it's 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 already kind of wrapped up five weeks into the season, and they're probably going to sit down and watch Bayern kind of rack up a you know a, a pretty high scoreline against this game. So, I mean, again, you know, it's a, Mainz are undoubtedly another um, side who um, desperately needed that international break. Um, yeah. They are currently on a twelve-game winless run, which, um, interestingly enough. Um, is four games off their worst run ever in the Bundesliga. Do you know who their head coach was at the time when they were on that winless, that, that the worst win, winless run ever? Mainz, Klopp. Yeah, yeah, Klopp. They went, they <laughs> went down that year too, right? Yeah, 2016, 27. No, sorry, 2006, 2007. Uh, they went 16 games on uh, without a win. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's looking worrying for them. And this is kind of what happens under both fences. They, kind of, they either kind of Jekyll or Hyde. Uh, but yeah. Only thing I'd really add to this is that we are, I know our good friend Matt Ford is going to this game. We'll hopefully have him on the show on Monday. Yeah. And while there might not be a huge amount to take from this from a buyer perspective, we might be able to dive into what's gone wrong at Mainz if we get Yeah, And that's actually, you know, a really good point because we haven't really talked much about Mainz this season. And um, I've mentioned it before the international break that they are one of the clubs I'm worried about, right? Um, in terms of more established Bundesliga sites that could go down this year, I have I have minds firmly in that on that list. Um, it just doesn't seem quite right. Having said that, um, they're probably going to shock us now and get a point off Bayern or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So next game, Köln against Gladbach. This is the Rhein derby, the real Rhein derby, and um, I actually. <laughs> If you want to have more on this game, I wrote uh, my entire Substack about it this week because it is a the Rhineland in general fascinates me, Stefan, as a Bavarian. Um, it's a very strange concept, even for someone who grew up in Germany. The the whole 
idea that all these cities are located just like 20, 30 minutes from one another, yet they will refuse to visit one another. <laughs> it's just <laughs> a really strange thing. I mentioned it in the Substack, so if you want to read about it, but like, I have a friend of mine who lives um, just outside of Köln and he's married to a Japanese girl. There's a huge Japanese colony in Düsseldorf, right? It's the largest Japanese uh, population um, in a city outside of Japan. And he, she had to beg him to go to Düsseldorf for Japanese food. And she was homeless, crazy, crazy homeless. She just wanted some good Japanese food, right? Refused for weeks to set foot into the city of Düsseldorf. <laughs> <laughs> this is how nuts these people are. Anyways, um, that tells you everything you need to know about the the, the Starby, Köln against Gladbach. Um, Köln and Gladbach really don't like one another. Um, and I think in terms of atmosphere, that's going to, to be really reflective, right? In terms of what's going to go on in the field, I think that Köln are in enormous trouble. Um, we spent some time last Monday with Matt Ford talking about Köln and all the problems that they're going through right now. And it really doesn't look good. I think the only positive at the moment is that despite all the negativity, um, it's staying surprisingly calm um, in Müngersdorf. So that is maybe one little upside. But I don't know, Stefan. I Köln desperately need a point or win. Actually, they need to win this game, right? They just have one point from seven. But I just don't think they're going to get it. I think Gladbach are going to edge this. I think Gladbach aren't in a great place either, but you know, it's quite obvious that they're in this kind of transition phase and it's kind of by design that where they are and I think they're going to be fine in the long run. I can't say the same about Köln. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I kind of did a pre-view of sorts uh, in the Monday Bulletin newsletter, which uh, is our free newsletter for anyone who wants to sign up. It uh, goes out every Monday morning um, on Gladbach and I did take note of the fact that during international break uh, Gladbach played a friendly in which Manu Kone played the full 90 minutes uh, he looked back to full fitness and I basically talked about the fact that he could be a real difference maker for his Gladbach side because you know they are really lacking I, I don't want to call him a defence midfielder, he's more of a kind of box to box disruptor, uh, you know ball winning player, he was Top of Gladbach's interceptions in the league last season, more almost double uh, than second best player. Um, and you know, I know they've got Julian Weigel, who's you can is technically sitting number six, but Coney's the guy who re they really need to kind of break down opposing counterattacks. And I think that's pr that's crucial that's crucial for Gladbach because they're they're actually seventh in the league for goals scored, so they're they're doing absolutely fine there. Uh, but they're 14th in the league for goals conceded, or by that I mean they've got the 14th worst record in terms of conceding goals. So they really need to find a way to kind of block those kind of plays towards their own goal. And I think if Coney starts in this game, it should or it could be a big turning point for the Foles. So yeah, I think it'd be a tight match, but I've gone for a 2-1 win for Gladbach. No, we're in agreement here, full agreement here. All right, final game is Heidenheim against Augsburg. What do you think here? So, Heidenheim have really impressed me of sorts so far this mm -hmm. season. Um, I mean, I know uh, they they lost their last game uh, prior to international break 2-0 to Frankfurt, which burst my coupon and I was furious about it. <laughs> but, you know, sitting 10th after seven games is really impressive, right, right alongside Darmstadt, of course. Um, and... You know, they're playing an Augsburg side who, as we talked about on the main show, actually, uh, have replaced their head coach. 
And mm-hmm. I kind of mentioned how if you kind of look at Augsburg's underlying numbers, they've actually were playing quite well under the previous head coach. Um, obviously, the results weren't going their way. Uh, I think anyone who watched that 2-1 defeat to Darmstadt, which seems to be the kind of straw that broke the camel's back, um, you know, Darmstadt, can't speak, Darmstadt scored with one truly bonkers volley of a goal and then, of course, a penalty. So, basically, my point was that, obviously, you bring in a head coach to try and improve things uh, if they're bad, but if you bring in a head coach to try and turn around your luck, but the team's actually playing quite well, uh, you can have a negative impact where you change something that's working quite well and it just kind of gets worse. So mm. it'd be really interesting to see how, how Augsburg do under the new head coach. Um, but I've actually decided to stick my neck out and go for a 2-1 win here for Heidenheim because uh, I that's think they've done okay. That's my well. <laughs> yeah, uh, they've, already beaten, they've already been Union and Bremen at home so far this season. Yeah. Uh, they did... They were really unfortunate not to beat Hoffenheim actually in uh, the start of the season at home as well. So they look quite formidable in front of their own fans. And yeah, I think this Augsburg team are a bit of a mess right now. Yeah, no, I, I that's exactly my tip. I went for 2 1 for Heidenheim as well. Um, we have to mention this is a derby of sort. Those two places are not far from one another, right? Um, and they're both Swabians. It's important uh, to point out as well. Debatable. Um, um, but Heidenheim, I, I, I <laughs> point this out every time I talk about Augsburg. But um, you know, I just the the I think the Thoropire is actually a really interesting one by Augsburg. But as you said, like I don't know if they actually needed to make this change. And we wondered in on the main show whether that was due to you know ownership and how, or the hidden ownership or the investor or whatever you want to call it. Um, but needless to say, I still think I think Heidenheim just have been very impressive um, this season already, and I think this is the sort of game that they will just relish, and I think they're gonna get all three points here, which is obviously going to be huge for them, right? So um, full agreement here with you. I I also went for a two-one Heidenheim win. Um, that does it. That's our predictions for this. Uh, what is it? Match day eight um, after the international break. And um, enjoy it. It's, nice, it's going to be nice to be back with it. Um, really looking forward to tuning in um, for the Friday fixture. Dortmund against Bremen. I'm really curious to see how Fulkrug does. And um, I'm going to change my uh, fantasy team as soon as we get off the show. Um, as always, it's brought to you in association with Bet Online. And um, actually, it's sponsored by Bet Online and in association with Get Your Football News. I can't speak. <laughs> Anyway, Stefan, it's been a long week. Uh, it's the end of the week, and the Bundesliga yeah. is here. The Bundesliga is here. Thank God. Um, we'll be back soon. Want to remind you to um, check out the WhatsApp channel. We're on Blue Sky. We're on Threads. Uh, if you are still on X, formerly known as Twitter, that's cool too. Um, you can find us still there for now. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap it up, Stefan? No, I think you covered most of it there. Cool. All right. Until next time, auf Wiedersehen.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.